Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by WebSense. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good welcome. <laughs> Uh, it's great to have your company here on Your Tech Life. This is the fourth instalment of the uh, CES versions of the show. Uh, it's great to have your company. This podcast will be recorded and then I will wrap up things. I will pack up the studio. I will put things away. Uh, then we're going to trudge back to LA and uh, get on the plane to come home. Uh, which also will probably mean I should announce, not announce, but say, um, I don't think there'll be a show next week because I've done four this week and uh, yeah, we arrived kind of Tuesday morning, so we'll be all out of whack by the middle of next week. So um, yes, we will uh, we'll pack up and get things going, but it's been a great show. There's a lot to, lot to tell you about. I've got a couple of great uh, chats today. I've got a Christian from uh, the actual CTA, the, the group that organises CES, talk a little bit about the scale of the event and how they actually put it all together. And also uh, Ben McIntosh from uh, Vodafone, um, whose obviously role at Vodafone is is to, to be over here and find things and talk about things. We'll talk about that, but he's also got a long history in um, electronics retailing, consumer electronics retailing with Harvey Norman. So um, I think quite insightful potentially. So uh, we will have that conversation shortly too. We do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology, and of course the good people at Netgear, Netgear Arlo. Your smart security system, uh, great cameras for your home and office, wherever you might think. But uh, we told you about the Arlo Q, so plenty to talk about. And uh, and thanks to their great support. And thank you to yours as well. Great in the tweets during the week. And uh, if you're on the Twitter, jump on to Twitter at Trevor Long. Say hello. I try and say hello back sometimes and, and now and then. I see most of the tweets, um, but not all, not all of them. So it's... Uh, just when, when it's really, really busy, sometimes you just miss the odd one. So excuse me if I don't reply, and if I don't, just say it again if you need a reply. And, of course, you can go to the website, eftm.com.au. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is, uh, go to the website, send me an email, and we will uh, we'll get you on the show. We'll try and help you out uh, with whatever technology problems you have because after the show, we're back to normal. We're back to, to all things um, technology help assistance, advice, news reviews, and those kind of things here on Your Tech Life. Uh, that is what we do week in, week out, uh, and that is why we do it, because it's great fun helping people out. So let's get cracking on the last CES edition of Your Tech Life. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say But Trevor the world's best techie Fourth day of the show, so I'd open on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's Saturday here in Las Vegas, and I have officially lost track of time. Um, it's early in the morning, 9.30-odd. Um, they've just opened the show doors. There are still plenty of people in here. Uh, Stephen oh, on Two Blokes Talking Tech yesterday suggested that the public were uh, allowed in today. Oh, I, I don't see any sign of that yet, but 
I don't know. We'll wait and see how that how that goes. What happens? I want to encourage. <laughs> I went over. I'll tell you about Eureka Park later. So I'll tell you about that gadget I found later. But um, um, the the scale of this show, I've tried to make uh, quite clear um, over the years, let alone this 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 year. And um, also, we, we've been doing the video blog. So if you go to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash EFTM online, or check them out on YouTube and 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 whatnot. Um, bit of behind the scenes so you can really understand what actually happens here at CES. Uh, you can see what we get up to and you can see how the thing all comes together. Um, it is a massive, uh, you know, it's a huge exercise. Obviously, there's a lot uh, lot involved. Um, and I don't think it's very, I mean, I've tried to explain the scale of this place to, you know, people like Jeff and Adam who are with me, but, you know, there's no doubt they were overwhelmed by it and blown away. So, you know, it is, it is fundamentally amazing. And it's not something, it's, it's sadly not something Australia could do. I don't think they would ever take it away from America. It'd probably cost tens of millions just to bid for that that concept. But uh, I think just the scale of Las Vegas in one place, the hotel rooms and everything, is why it is and has to be here forever. It's uh, 49 years running, so next year's the 50th anniversary of CES. So, wow, a lot to lot to go through there. But in my view, as I said earlier in the week, I, I, I haven't um, swayed from my early assessment that uh, you know the the self-driving car phenomenon is is still pushing ahead the technology here i'm just looking over my shoulder at a company called mobile eye who are clearly got some very intelligent technology with regards to uh sensors and cameras in cars <clears throat> and um so that kind of stuff is obviously you know pushing ahead in leaps and bounds and then uh you know the drones is is good but not i don't think it's a 99 consumer thing i think it's a it's just a trend and then virtual reality and augmented reality slash 360 cameras is is probably the pick. I think in five years from now, ten years from now, we will look back and go, 2016 was the year that the, the 360 camera or the virtual reality really hit hit public attention. Yes, it's been around before. I get that. I mean, the 360 fly was here last year. Virtual reality has been around for a very long time. But this is the year where you will be able to walk into a Harvey's or a JB and, and start talking about virtual reality and, and getting access to that. So... That's why it's different. That's why it's um, that's why it's an important kind of milestone for that technology. So um, uh, it's pretty it's pretty exciting stuff. Um, we've got over forty articles on the website eftm.com.au, ranging from <clears throat> anything from a laundry machine that folds the clothes as well as washing them uh, up to uh, garden equipment. Uh, there's everything there from the biggest tech to the littlest tech. Trying to find um, fun gadgets for you to, to read about at eftm. But next up, let's uh, let's bring into the studio a representative from the CTA, the group that organises CES. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Welcome back to CES. It is day three on the show floor, day a million for us here on the show floor. And another group of people who probably at next level in terms of exhaustion over the size of this show, we flew in on Sunday. So CES, CES starts early in the year. You're thinking about how you're going to do it, what you're going to do and all those kind of things. But that's once in a once in a month email or phone call or whatever. But there's a bunch of people who work, I don't even know, year round on this thing. Uh, and I'm, jo- I'm joining the studio. Now it's it's CTA now, the Consumer Technology Association that operates CES, and Krista's here from CTA. G'day, Krista. How are you doing? Good. Doing well. Thanks for having so me. So is it a 12-month thing? I mean, it's a silly question, but it seems strange, right? It's a like a four-day conference show, but it's all round, right? You, gotta, you start next week. You probably take a week off, hopefully. <laughs> but you start next week or next year, right? We do, yeah. And um, we also, you know, CES is a brand, and it's not... 
the show in Vegas is obviously our the the world's largest global technology yeah. trade show, and it's huge for us. But um, the CES brand we carry it worldwide, so we mm. have CES Asia coming up in May. I went um, there last year. Yeah, it was great, and you know it far exceeded our expectations. And we're heading back in May, um, you know, to make the show even better. Mm. Um, you also have little satellite events. I've noticed them like in New York and stuff. What are they like? So they're not like CS Asia. I went to CS Asia. My listeners would remember it was in Shanghai just before I went to uh, Beijing for Lenovo. But so when it was nowhere near the scale of this, but it was a, it was a big show. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, unveiled on a, what was Monday night this year uh, is are the ones that you do in these satellite areas a bit more like unveiled. Exactly. Right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, they usually have a. Uh, market research component to them. Yeah. So um, usually a, a presentation from our chief economist talking about um, you know the latest global um, industry stats, and then um, we'll we'll go into a, a network showcase. tabletop reception. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and the goal of them is um, you know to to give a sneak peek of what you'll see at CES in Las Vegas, um, right. which is why we host them in the fall. Um, and now what we're doing or trying to do is have similar events for CS Asia. So okay. uh, looking to do more of those satellite events. Um, Let's talk Sydney. What's happening? I mean, CES unveiled Sydney. Why not? Sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we have looked into Sydney in the yeah. past. Um, We've got so a big new conference center being built, convention center. I mean, this it? whole thing could be there. What's it called? It'll be, I think it'll be called the Sydney Convention Center, okay. I'm sure. But right, cool. they've literally knocked down our entire convention center and the like the entertainment center where we do concerts. They've knocked the whole thing down and they're building all from scratch. So maybe we just bring the whole thing over there. <laughs> hey. I'm not sure we have the hotel space required because that's probably one of the logistical things that makes Vegas perfect for this event, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. It's the sheer number of hotel rooms here. Yes. Yes. What are we talking in terms of attendees um, on average at a CES, certainly last year, and obviously expectations for this year? Yeah, so last year we had over 176,000. Um, wow, I've been saying 150 all week. Yeah. Up my so, numbers. Well, so this year, <laughs> so we did we did um, implement an attendance cap. Um, you know, while we, we want CES to grow and thrive, we also are aware that, um, you know, it's a crowded show, and we yeah. want to make sure that our attendees... Um, have an enjoyable experience, and yep. they can navigate the show floor. Um, yeah. And and you know the crowds are an issue. And yeah. so um, so how do you enforce? I mean, I would not want. I mean, I, we have to. Uh, everyone who's here wears a wears a badge. There's mm-hmm. press. There's trade. There's buyers. There's exhibitors. I've looked at them all. It's quite <laughs> it's quite an interesting bunch of categories. But I mean, so I've got to you know I've got to provide a letter from an editor. Kind of. There's a bunch of things you've got mm-hmm. to do to say you are who you are. Yeah. I mean, it can't be easy to say no to someone though. I mean, if if the tr- if the cap, let's just theorize the cap is 150 that's 25,000 people that you know can't, if the cap was 175 there's still it's the growth number that doesn't come in right, it can't right. be easy to say no to people so no. um, you know that's the challenge I guess for for trying to implement a cap let alone uh, understand who should be attending because let's let's talk about who does attend so what's the do you know what the number of media is yeah so we I mean we we're expecting over 6,000 media. Yeah. Um, I know our... our Which pre- is a very small percentage of the overall number, right? That's the thing. There's 100, let's say there's 170,000 people here. 6,000 media is a very small number. That The rest is exhibitors, exhibitors buyers... attendees, buyers, yeah, government officials... Um, I mean, anyone. What does who the government official want here? They they want they just want to see what's coming up, or are they looking at legislative issues? They're, I mean, you know, they need to see what's going on and and what the latest innovations are because it's going to affect how policy is written. Yeah. So it's very important for them to be here. And we actually have a whole which is drones. I mean, it's interesting. You think about drones. You think mm-hmm. about virtual reality. You think that all those things have 
potential legislative impact. Driverless so, cars, yeah. another huge one. Yeah, yeah, so it's very important for them to be here. And we actually have a, um, a program at the show that is, is specifically for government leaders. Right. Um, so yeah, that's a, a growing program. Um, Off the and show our, floor, there's, there's, I mean, there's actual conferences going on as well. I, there was one year, it sounds terrible. There was one year I, I went and had a look at a couple of sessions and things, but just the time required takes you off the show floor and takes you away from reporting. But, you know, there are people, uh, buyers and all those kind of things that are in there trying to understand and hear from, you know, panels of people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's a, it is so much more. I think if you look at it through any one person's eyes, you'll never see the whole thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, even being here five years, I still feel like I haven't seen certain things. Yeah. Um, there's, there is so much to see and... Um, that's one reason why we actually segment the show floor out the way we do. So mm-hmm. we try to group like technologies together yep. um, in what we call marketplaces. Um, the goal being, you know, if a reporter or an attendee wants to see a specific technology, they can go to one place. This and year's see it all example there. would be virtual reality, augmented reality yes. is in one area, and right yes. next to it is drones. Now that they were, they, they was last year drones. There was a few drone companies together, but there was also others away and, and about so this year they're all together we know where they are you know where you can go to get them whether you want to stock drones in your retail mm-hmm. store or you're a legislator wanting to understand what the heck we're going to do about them they're there mm-hmm. um uh, and you mentioned not going, going to say i've never been to the sands Con- convention center oh you gotta go so i'm you gonna go, to go yeah so i'm gonna go this afternoon because i figure you know what the south hall was always my my kind of go-to for fun stuff and, and different things so i figure if i go to the sand for i think you call it eureka Yes. The Eureka. Have you seen Eureka Park before? No, but oh. I, I imagine it to be like unveiled on steroids because it's a bunch of people trying to get their gadgets and stuff. So the big gadget I've been talking about this year, it's ridiculous, is the snoring pillow, right? <laughs> now, I, I think they're over there. I haven't seen this thing. I've done, I don't know, 15, 20 radio interviews, three or four. T- I've talked about this thing all week. <laughs> I've never seen it. So I really want to see it and, and find it. And I'm hoping that, you know, alongside it, the thing is, it, it's a needle in a haystack. Yeah, it's a needle in a haystack for retailers trying to find the next big thing. Mm-hmm. It's a needle in a haystack for journos trying to find something that people will cling on to. So out of a thousand people at Eureka Hall, I've got to find that one or two that people are going to go, oh, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a challenge, but it's a challenge for you guys working throughout the year trying to, trying to fill the space and then cut through. Talk to me about the Daily Magazine. How does that work? I'm going, there's a magazine produced every day? <laughs> so, yeah, Is that pretty much pre-produced and they just put a new cover on it or? No, it actually, I mean, so, you know, what we can what we can help them um, put together before the show, obviously, yeah. we help there. But, uh, no, they have a team out here and they're, they're covering our events. Um, so we had Press Day on Tuesday the 5th. They had staff over at Press Day rushing to get in the conferences, you know, trying to get photos of the events. And, um, they're, I mean, they're definitely out here covering Amazing. daily. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But but back to the startup area, um, that is one area we definitely do not have any issues filling the space. Yeah. Um, we launched Eureka Park in 2012, um, so it's now in its fifth year. And fifth, it's a good year for it's a good year to start things in 2012, wasn't it? <laughs> My first year, your first year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, this year we have 500 exhibitors, and they're wow. actually from 29 different countries. Um, it's grown 400 percent since 2012, and it's become. It's funny because in, in its first year, we had to kind of, you know, tell media, you need to go over here. It's really cool. It's really cool. Mm. Now it's like, we don't need to say a thing. I mean, yeah. it is the hot area. So many cool, innovative, rising stars there. Um, I was actually over there yesterday um, filming some interviews, and I saw this really awesome product. Um, the company's called AI Pulley. Mm. Have you heard of them? No. So it's basically... But you give me a tip of where to go first, so that's good. Oh, my gosh. It's so <laughs> cool. So it's basically... It's, it's, 
meant for um, the visually impaired yep. um, right now, although they have other ideas um, mm -hmm. for the future. But it, it looks like a regular, like it, it's an app and it looks like a regular camera, right? Mm -hmm. But someone who's visually impaired can hold it up to an object in front of them and hit the, almost as if they're just taking a picture, hmm. and it will say out loud and have in text what the object is. Nah. So it would say like, they had like a dollar bill and it was like, US currency. And they put it on the mouse pad, or the mouse, and it was like, Microsoft wireless mouse. Wow. And it, it was so incredible. And I mean, just think where that's gonna go and yeah. how that's gonna improve people's lives. Yeah, that's awesome. And that, that's one of the cool, it's, it is fun sometimes to think about technologies, you know, the silly gadgets, the fun gadgets, but then there's all those things that are just um, life-changing, uh, whether it's, you know, for the good or just, just generally the, mm -hmm. the way we, we go about life. So it's pr pretty awesome like that. Um, so what happens at the end of the week? Do you guys just all take a week off? Because you've got to take a breather, right? I mean, I wish I could say that's what we're going to do. Um, we actually... You know, we'll obviously celebrate. We deserve to celebrate. It's been a, a wildly successful show. Um, we're we're spanning more than 2.4 million net square feet of space. It's our largest show in in CS's 49 year history. So yeah, wow. that's huge. And we so next year's 50th. Next year's 50th. Oh, yes, 2017. Big time. Yeah. Um, so obviously we'll celebrate. You know, we're we're very proud of the show and and how far it's come. Mm. Um, but you know shows wait for us um mm. cs asia is around the corner and it it hasn't been obviously a huge focus for for many of us who've been mm. so dedicated to cs planning um so we get back and kind of hit the ground running with cs yeah. asia um which is really exciting and yeah. you know it's only our second year doing that so um the last thing i drive we, we get a car when we here so we drive around but over the road they're knocking down the riviera they're building more convention space is that are they going to replace this or are they, they going to expand does that mean that in I don't know when they do that, five, ten years. Do we know when that is? And that, is that going to mean it's going to be bigger for CES again? So I actually don't know. Yeah. I, I When I got to Vegas this year, I saw that the Riviera was closing. Um, I don't know what their plans are, yeah. but um, I, I think it, you know, it poses a good opportunity. Mean, it can only mean more floor space for you to fill. <laughs> well, we shall see. We shall see. It is a ridiculous show. It is huge. Um, how, many, how many people work on the show, by the way, at the CTA? Just, just. I mean, at the CTO uh, across the year, obviously, there's hundreds of people here with just the security, let alone right. the Ask Me people. <clears throat> right. So we have. Uh, who are wonderful, by the way. Yes, they just, are. There's they always are someone so you can great. ask. The, with the peacock. Yeah. Peacock backs on. Um, yeah, so we have about 150 full time staff at wow. CTA. Um, you know, not every department is is focused on CES. CES we have yeah. a government affairs team. We yeah. have um, a membership team. So, um, you know, not everyone is year round working on CES, yeah. but but everyone they're you all know, here when CES exactly, is on. Exactly, right? exactly. And then, um, you know, we have consultants and and temp staff, and we also have um, a really cool program called Share the Love, where we can have our family members um, come out to CES with us and help on the show, which I think is cool because. I tell my parents about about what I do and what the show is like, yeah, and, and they have no idea, you know. Um, so my so mom, as long as they're willing to wear a peacock, ask me thing, they're <laughs> exactly. allowed to come along. So my mom came. Um, she didn't do share the love, but she came uh, for a day yes or last oh, year, nice. and she was like, "This is." She's like, "Now I get it. Now yeah. I get it." Um, so so yeah, we have you know many more people that come. And I help quite us enjoy seeing people's eyes for the first. And I I remember it vividly, like it was only yesterday coming here for the first time and going. Oh, wow. I know. And it's been great this year with a couple of guys with me to see them Mesmerized. overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. But then you go, you go very quickly from overwhelmed to just enthusiast. You know, you just become ready to rock and roll. So, Krista, thanks for the chat. Uh, congratulations on the show. We'll be back next year. Thank you so much for having me.
we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technology and the Vivo Smart HR is a new uh, activity tracker with wrist-based heart rate. So wrist-based heart rate, it'll tell you the floor's climbed in 10 minutes. You can wear today's fitness goal on your wrist with Vivo Smart HR, the activity tracker with Elevate Wrist Heart Rate Technology. Now you can track your heart rate 24-7 without wearing a chest strap. Vivo Smart HR counts steps and floors climbed and measures activity intensity. It also offers smart notifications that let you decide to take action or continue on your active way. So it's part of the Vivo Fit family. Uh, you've got the uh, the Vivo Fit 2, the Vivo Smart HR, and the Vivo Active. So a bunch of fantastic little products there. Uh, the Vivo Smart HR obviously uh, has uh, Find My Phone connectivity. It has notifications. Uh, it's a fantastic little device. Well worth checking out if you're interested in a fitness tracker. You can check it out at garmin.com.au. So I went over to um, a completely different uh, area of Las Vegas yesterday. The Venetian Casino is on the, on the Strip. We don't stay on the Strip. We stay um, at a hotel right next to the convention centre just for ease and convenience. Um, the, uh, the Venetian has a convention centre in it called the Sands. Now, the Sands Convention Centre, I'm going to tell you, is as big as the Sydney Convention Centre or probably bigger. And there are two levels of uh, convention centre space uh, just filled. Well, one was filled with... Yeah, everything from wearables to smart home, you, you name it. And then downstairs there was um, healthcare. There was a bunch of things, including a thing called Eureka Park. Now, Eureka Park, it's kind of the startup area, the innovation lab. Uh, I saw things from a, book, a guy that had an Xbox Connect that when you walked in front of it, it, it could detect your body uh, and it would overlay kind of a skeletal and muscular like internals, you know, have you ever seen one of those medical apps that shows you your muscle layout and skeleton? That, that's exactly what, and it would project it in real time so you can move around and be a skeleton. I have absolutely no idea why. Absolutely no idea. Because, I mean, obviously some sort of educational benefit, maybe. Um, we saw uh, people with apps. We saw a woman with a, a smartphone app that allowed you to interact with other people's videos. So if someone posted a 30-second video, you could grab it, you could inter- you could insert another part to that video. I mean, it was very weird. I'm not sure that'll ever take off. Um, I saw connected water bottles that tell you whether you're drinking enough water in the day. Um, there was just so much there. It was kind of phenomenal. Um, uh, but the one thing, <laughs> this is almost ridiculous, right? But I saw this thing called the love handle. Now, I'd seen an email about this, but I, I hadn't really paid any attention. And the love handle is a small, seemingly metal device. I'm going to say four centimetres, three and a half centimetres by one centimetre, which using 3M sticky sticks on the back of your phone. Now, I'm not convinced yet whether I want to keep it there, so I really hope it comes off. But anyway, um, but it's not meant to come off and go back on. It's meant to be a one-off application. Okay, So it sticks on the back, and then there's a bit of elastic um, sealed, sewn into this thing. And what happens is the elastic is tight, so I've, I'm now holding in my in my left hand my smartphone with the elastic over my four fingers, and the smartphone is just in my hand. I can just look at it, and it's not slipping out of my hand. It it seems ridiculous, right? But it's actually brilliant, especially for the bigger phone. So I've got an iPhone six S Plus here, big phone, and with one hand it is. If you start uh, tapping away at the screen, you start to loosen the grip on one side, and it can slip out. I've definitely dropped my phone. So now I've got, a, I've got a firm grip just because of the love handle. So I have a love handle on my phone, right? How ridiculous is that? It's very cool. It's about 8 bucks here in Australia. 
sorry, in America, and they told me at the booth, and he probably shouldn't have told me this, but Officeworks had been by talking to them. So there's a chance that this kind of thing could end up at Officeworks, right? And it could be like 10 bucks. Great little gift idea. Great little gift idea. So um, a nice bit of fun there. Um, the love handle. I've uh, put, a fo- put photos and things up at eftm.com.au. Check it out if you like. It's, um, it's a nice little product. Uh, I think a good little um, fun gift. Could be, it could be a secret Santa. Maybe that's the best place for it. But uh, maybe we'll see that one at Officeworks this year. And if it does, we'll, we'll see that evolution of a product that was made. They tried to sell it themselves. They brought it to CS. They found a retailer. And, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. So that's the love handle. Check it out at eftm.com.au. And we do it all thanks to the good, uh, good people at Netgear with the Arlo security system with two HD cameras. Uh, and you can buy more. Uh, the stay connected to what matters. Arlo keeps track of the people and places you care about in most brilliant HD. Provides live streaming uh, from your, to your smartphone. Uh, sends notification alerts straight to you when motion is detected. You can place Arlo cameras in hard-to-reach places, outdoors, indoors, uh, and watch over your home from anywhere. It's one system with endless possibilities. It's 100% wire-free. It's weatherproof, so they can be outside. They can get wet. has night vision. Uh, you are literally, you have everywhere covered you can check it out at arlo.com forward slash au your tech life with trevor long thank you for listening thank you for downloading i'm joined here in the ces studio by maria from dog and bone now dog and bone is a uh, company i've talked about a little bit over the last month or so the little lock smart uh, bluetooth padlock blew my mind when i saw it maria welcome Hi, thanks for having us. So, tell me about C- well, tell me about Dog and Bone first. Oh, I mean, do- Dog and Bone could have been around for 20 years for all I know, but yeah. it's one of those things in, in the world of tech. You can't know everything, you can't see everything, you can't know every company. But um, one of your people reached out to me and said, we've got this cool product, and I said, let's have a look at it, and it's kind of cascaded from there. What's the history? Yeah, so Dog and Bone's a fairly young company. We've um, been around about three years, so um, in the tech space, that's a pretty young, you yeah. know, short life. So Could far. be a long life, according but, to some people oh, in the tech space. We, we certainly hope so. <laughs> so we actually started out with our direct touch screen waterproof case, which was our first um, technology that we launched to market, mm-hmm. which we were actually the first worldwide to um, develop that technology for iPhones. Mm-hmm. And um, then we followed that up with our backbone wireless charging um, innovation and now the lock smart range. So basically our um, premise is to develop technology, not just develop pretty cases yeah right so how does one discover or invent or create a bluetooth padlock i mean is it now i'm I'm, there's there's one of two things in my mind so so (laughs) hear me out and then tell me i'm an idiot right you're either sitting there and you go wouldn't it be great if we could do this let's find the company that can make it or you go to all those massive trade shows in china and you find companies that are just making things little booth there's hundreds of them here and they get no one at them but you if you happen to be the one person that says what do you do and they say We've developed this thing and you license it. I mean, how does it happen? How do you come up with a Bluetooth padlock? Yeah, I think it's uh, you do get a lot of inspiration from trade show events like this mm-hmm. and um, and you see what's possible in um, other playing fields that it makes you start thinking and, and wondering, well, if they can do that in this field, surely mm. in our space we can do something mm. um, that avoids keys. So yeah. it, it came about from a lot of people also saying, 
you know, I hate, hate having to carry around 20 million keys in my key ring. Yeah. Um, we hate look, you know, feeling like a janitor every day. <laughs> so, you know, it was only a natural thing to think, well, you know, we're in the mobile phone space. We're very much, um, our technologies are mobile driven. What can we do there? Um, you know, the technology is very much going towards accessories. Um, that's, you know, the way of the future. What can we do there to combine mm. um, our love of accessories and um, and getting rid of the, the, the dreaded key? So how long does it take? When, when was the first lock smart drawing done? Like, what, I mean, I only saw yeah. the product a month and a half ago. That was kind of when it launched. When when did you know about it? Yeah. And, and when, did you, when did you see the first working product? It, it takes years, actually. Yeah, it's, so. it's a long process. So um, we, it's been a, a few years in the making. Mm. And, um, so do you worry during that time that someone else is just going to do the same thing? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And because it does take that sort of amount of time, we do have patents on our technology, though. Yep. So we've actually been granted a patent on this um, technology. So that obviously is, um, is important in mm. this space. Uh, but yeah, it does take a lot of time and, and a lot of testing. So um, when we finally do release it, it's a relief and exciting because mm. you know we've been playing with this for so long and we just want to get it out there and share it with people. So talk to me then about CES. I've been quite interested this week, and to be honest, I've just for the last four years I've just wandered around here looking for stuff and writing about them. I've never really kind of delved behind the scenes, but I had uh, a chat with someone from CTA yesterday. Then I had a chat with uh, a little Aussie distributor yesterday who does. Uh, you know, imports products and sells them. I had a chat yeah. with a guy who used to work for Harvey Norman, now works for Vodafone. So I'm, I I'm think I'm getting a sense of what CS is really about. So you've got a, a quite impressive little booth here in the North Hall. What happens at the booth? Are people just coming by going, what is this thing? Tell us about it. Are deals being made? What's the purpose of being at CES for a little little Aussie company trying to make it big? Yeah. So it's a, a bit of a two-pronged purpose. We um, we currently are distributing through more than 50 countries. Um, so first and foremost, it's to meet with our current distributors and our current retailers. Because okay. they're um, all here. This is the one place they all come. Absolutely. They're all here. And also being in Australia, we are quite remote to yeah. a lot where a lot of the business is happening in, in America and, and Europe. Mm. So it's a great opportunity for us to put the face to the names to the people we're speaking yeah. to over the phone, via email, via Skype. Mm. And, um, and as you said, you do do deals here at CES Um, and on top of that is meeting new potential partners so um, we get a a, you know people from all parts of the world um, coming past our booth that you know we didn't even know existed and suddenly you start talking and you realize that they they're looking for you know a new technology or new product just like you know, one that we one have, that yeah, and um, and obviously we're keen to to share. It could that. be that one of the buyers walking around runs a worldwide chain of luggage stores, yep. and yep. they go, "Hang on a minute, you've got a travel version." And yep. then you either might talk to them direct or you might hook them up with a distributor in their base. Is that, that, uh, that they're the connections you're making here at CES? Have you had a few little spy cameras out of there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was, there was a discussion along those oh. lines, so yeah. <laughs> so, and then, and then with the big retailers, because they're all here, you know, Harvey's, yep. JB's, Officeworks, they're all here. Are you keeping an eye out for name tags that say, you know, Officeworks or, or things like that so that you can have a, have a bit of a conversation? Maybe not make yeah. the deal here, but certainly connect, get a business card, and then you're on the, on the phone for the next six months following uh, up all those things. Absolutely, without a doubt. I mean, a number of appointments are made leading into CES, and then others are literally um, people wandering past our booth, hmm. and you do notice the name tags, and it's like, oh, great. This is, you know, a great opportunity to yeah, make yeah. that introduction, um, explain, you know, what Dog & Bone is about, our technology and 
um, hopefully see where, where that, you know, leads. It's very exciting. Um, yeah. Is this your first CES or have you been here before? We've been here before, mm. um, but this is our first time in our own booth. We've right. previously sub-exhibited with um, one of our other distribution okay. partners. So the good thing about um, this year being in our own booth is that you also get listed in the directory. CES directory. Mm. And, um, and so it means that leading into CES, a lot of um, businesses have already... Um, spotted us and yep. planned to come and see us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we actually can see that through the, the, the directory. There are about 400-odd businesses that have had actually put us um, on in their, their list. In their plan. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's so, a lot of meetings for us to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to cover right. in, in, in the space of the Well, days. I think it's very exciting um, for a little Aussie company. I know I say that all the time. <laughs> I'm sure you'd be very big and all that kind of stuff. But it, it's everyone's, you're, you're always going to be a little Aussie company yeah, no matter how absolutely. big you make it. Just remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're comfortable with that. We, um, we love the, um, the fact that, you know, we've got that Aussie comradeship I guess yeah. over here and um, it's great to, to see some locals over here when, when we are because there are very few and far between over at yeah. CES so it's it's great. I'm just glad the technology works because I would have looked like an idiot on the Today <laughs> Show if, if I had to press that button and it didn't open. Yeah, you, you and me both, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you had the same fear. Uh, thanks very much for, for chatting and uh, good luck with what is very, very small amount left in the show and safe travels back to Australia. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, tech Life with Trevor Still on the show for day three officially of CES, but day, what, what, is, what is it for me, six? Uh, ben McIntosh from uh, Vodafone joins me here in the studio. What day is it for you, mate? Day uh, four or five? Day four and a half. Four I'll and call a half. it four and a half slash five. And last day, mate, you're heading out tonight? Heading out tonight, yeah, heading home. Now, you're you're in charge of sales at Vodafone? Correct. Your background, though, is quite extensive in the retail industry. You go back many, many years at Harvey Norman. I was LinkedIn stalking you, of course. Correct, yes. Um, New Zealand, country manager in Slovenia. Correct, yes, I yes, mean, yes, franchisee. Yes. So you would have been here a lot from a Harvey Norman point of view, looking at what's going to action. So this is, and that's what this show's all about, right? Absolutely. Is what stuff is going to end up in retail stores this year. What is this like for someone at a Harvey Norman? What, what is yeah. it like find, seeing the stuff and going, I really want to sell that to people, yeah. but that, that price is no good and you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think the difference for me is, is, is I come along to see what is actually going to be in our stores or in retail stores or telcos yep. this year, next year, the year after, and even uh, uh, in the future ahead of that. Yeah. And I think the difference is as I'm not looking for... Uh, geeky or you know things that are going wow. You're not looking for usually, the snoring pillow or the smart shoes no, because, or the well, smart fork. <laughs> I'm looking for stuff that is going to be commercial within yep. the next few years and then prepare for that and be aware of it and uh, you know have the right relationships with vendors to bring yep. it on board into Australia. So an example of that, a, a very very small one might be uh, we were over at Belkin the other day and they were showing there a true clear you know Invisiglass shield thing. They showed that last year and I said to them this year where is it? Where can people get uh-huh. that done? And they went Vodafone's doing it in Correct. stores. So that's a, that is a perfect example. So last year at Belkin, we saw that at Belkin. They're going, oh, that, that's great. Look, we've got limited supply. So does anyone put their name on that? No, right, I'll have 150 of those in all of our stores. Yeah. Um, and we got them in about two, three months ago. So we're just you know, working out how to do it, how to retail out, it. Train people. But we would not have had that opportunity if, you if it wasn't it. for CES last year. Yeah, yeah. And that was a perfect example of seeing something that is, this is great technology and it's commercial. Yep. Let's do it. And that's why I'm here. And so over 14 odd years back in the Harvey days, yep. what do you reckon was the thing that most makes you go, I remember when? Yep that thing launched or when I saw that thing first that we all just take for granted now portable GPS fair income so it was the Harvey Norman team in CES in I think it was 2002 
that brought in TomTom Tom into Australia. Fair income. And that was that was something we walked past. It was in the North Hall, if I remember rightly. Walked past going, oh, what's this? Oh, GPS. Geez, that'd be interesting. Um, they were only just starting to be in the top, top, you know, European cars for a mm. very expensive money. And suddenly it was a portable GPS. And we're like, oh, that, that sounds really interesting. The tiniest and tiniest of booth was a yep. little company called TomTom. Tom. Yep. And we're like, geez, let's talk to these guys, hand out some business cards, let's have some lunch. You should come to Australia, come to Australia, have a look. We're the perfect partner to launch with. We've got a bazillion stores. Why would you want to and, be with anyone else? And then, you know, GPS, portable GPS launches in Australia. Has retail changed in, over that time ridiculously or is it just incrementally? Because I know Harvey's is, uh, and I, I don't know Harvey's that well, but I know its model is pretty strict and pretty solid. And yeah. I, I, I don't think that from a retail perspective, they, they need to change because they, yeah, they, they know what they're doing. But the one thing I've noticed... And, and this is just random chatter, right? <laughs> sure. Um, uh, the last year was, I think, a, a mind-blowing year for, for TV retail because Harvey Norman did an exclusive deal yep. for a TV with LG. For yep. The only place you could buy the curved OLED TV for three months. That meant that, A, Harvey's the only place you could go, and, B, price didn't get driven down from competitiveness. Yep. And I, I actually wonder whether that might happen more and more because... Yeah. People are trying to get. You've got to try and get that full price, sure. so you get the full margin. You yeah. Know. Look, I think I think I think retail hasn't fundamentally changed. I think mm. the recent events in the last few weeks in Australia shows if you don't get yes. retail fundamentals right, it's all over. Yeah. But before you talk about margins and all those types of things, you need to work out what is right for the customer. Yeah. And that is the key retail that has not changed for decades, centuries probably. Mm. Um, so the key thing is you've got to have a good product. You've got to be reasonably priced so it's yep. competitive, so the customer doesn't think they're being ripped off. Yep. Exclusives are very important to retailers or consumer electronics retailers. Yep. But they can also be a double-edged sword. Really. Because if you have, if you buy too many of an exclusive um, product and you price it too high or you price it too low, you miss the opportunity or it You've won't exclusively sell. got a warehouse full of stuff that you can't sell. Yep, exactly uh, right. And then yeah. the market can quickly move on. In electronics, if you have a, a TV, you know, two, three, four months later, it's old. Yeah. And if you have a warehouse full of it, or, or and, if you buy stuff that customers don't want, hmm. which recent events in Australia shows yeah. what happens, can happen, yep. it can go very wrong. And it comes, I'm circling back to why, why CS is so important. Hmm. You, you know, retailers may walk the floor and come out with not really much. Yep. And from a telco side of things, CES is borderline whether we should be here for actual yeah. smartphones itself. Very different. Because MWC, Mobile World Congress, yeah. much more useful for the direct. Which is interesting because I find Mobile, I only went first time last year, and yep. I found it to be not that exciting. You know, saw uh-huh. a few things, product, product launches, but uh-huh. I saw all this B2B stuff going on. Correct. You know, networks Correct. and all that so kind of stuff. So I can tell you that most of the exciting stuff for myself actually happens behind the behind the uh, yeah. closed doors yep. not open to the public so that's yep. where uh, you know so yeah. CES I have the opportunity to meet every single CEO of every single supplier we have yep. the Samsungs the LGs yeah. you know the HDCs the Sonys etc they're yep. all here it's the right time of year for them they're all back from their Christmas yep. break and, and they, they, they set aside a massive chunk of time Absolutely. to have meetings dinners Absolutely. whatever it is you know my team here uh, are actually over at Belkin now yep having a meeting at, at, at the Belkin um, thing Booth, now yep. Uh, uh, yep and they're talking about Christmas now yeah you know we had a meeting with HTC we're talking about Christmas now, now. the roadmap we're, is Samsung long. we're talking about Christmas now we're actually talking about 2017 with Samsung now yeah right and that's the key you have to be ahead of the trend or you have to be aware of the trends that are coming to be or to, to take the opportunities as they come before they come. So is it important for me, in my mind, going, why well, has Ben here from Vodafone, to think Vodafone's not a telco, yep. Vodafone's a retailer as Correct. well as a telco? Because you've got stores. You've got how many, how many Vodafone stores are there around the country? Well, there's about five, just under 500 wow. Vodafone okay. service-selling stores. Yes. I think, look, um, tel- 
telco, it's easy to say you're a telco. Yeah. That just means you're creating a network and putting yep. a brand out there and asking people to come and join. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The art of getting those customers is yeah. through retail. Yeah, right. And, and that, that's multi-channel or omni-channel. So, mm. you know, it shouldn't matter where they connect or where they want to connect with us. We'll do it for them. Yep. And that's all part of retail as, I, as far as I see it. Yeah, yeah. Retail is no longer just a storefront. If you go back to the GP, just so we're talking, you know, um, conversationally, the, if you go back to the GPS, mm. the key for retailers is if you can bring that trend in early, that's when you can make the money. Yes. Well, no, that's right. That's because the customers think it's a great deal and it's great technology yep. and you get the savvy customers that want to be the latest and greatest Absolutely. product. Absolutely. So, therefore, the retailers can bring in and make their margin. Yep. If you're a retailer that got on the GPS bandwagon two years afterwards, it's a commodity product. No yeah. one, no one there's, really there's still succeeds. a margin, but, it, but it's a, not there's a very sustainable margin. And, 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 the, and the quantities are, are spread at that in, point. In technology, you have to be ahead of the trend. Yeah. You can't be too far ahead because it doesn't sell. It's not commercial. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have to be just ahead of when it becomes commercial. See, it's interesting you, you talk about TomTom. I, I look at this thing here, 360 Fly. I, I'm, I carry this with me at CS yep. because it... It's a piece of technology that blows my mind, right? Yep. Now, I was talking to these guys, and it was here it's, it's, It was here last year. Yep. It only really hit the markets. But this is a $649 product in, in Australia. Yep. Um, they've just released another one, which is going to be you know, $799 or something. And they already know that by the end of this year, this one will be cheaper Correct. because there'll be a third one. So, you know, that's it's the, the long roadmap. Cycle. But I walked around to their booth, right? Beautiful. They've done, done a nice booth. It looks impressive. Yeah. But just across the, the carpet from them is GoPro. Correct. Massive. Correct. And I, oh, we walked through, uh, Rob and I, the cameraman, walked through there and I said, would you want to be GoPro buying that company over there or would you want to be GoPro developing something? Like, it's, it's an interesting thing because in five years from now, yep. GoPro might be the little booth and they're the big booth because there's, 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 no, there's nothing like this at GoPro. Absolutely. So and it's that's very the, interesting to see those kind of trends happen and look correct. back in a few years and think, correct. wow. And that, that's the cycle of technology. And then from a, from a retailer point of view or a technology, um, either telco or retailer, hmm. you don't want to be buying too many of those at $649, $699, you know, $799 because there's not that many customers that would no. buy that. But you need to have it to showcase your technology. Yes, yes. But then you need to be prepared when it hits, I don't know, four ninety nine, yeah, three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly it explodes, and you want to be in embedded in that in that category, ready yeah. to go. You want people to, with the relationship, with the, kicker, the range. Right? And it's, it's not a lost leader, I guess, but you want to be in it so that you've got it in store, so people know come September when they say, "Where do I get a three sixty camera?" They go, "I still want a Vodafone store." Correct. Yeah. Correct. So you've, you've got to create that. You've got to create that mentality Correct. around the, the relationship. With Correct. The you have to know when it's going to become commercial. So I'm more interested in, uh, from, from a, apart from a passion of liking to see technology. Yeah, yeah. From from my job, my job is to find trends before it's commercial, and then be on it, ready to roll, just before it becomes really high commercially hmm. commodity product. Well before it's commodity and in it and embedded in it. Over the years, you would have had and seen, not failures, but. Uh, Success less than than perhaps expected, right? Yes, that's got to be par for the course. Is that absolutely? It, and, it, and, and that that would be the measure of a good. That would be the measure of Jerry Harvey, really, to know that you've got to be able to cop the the odd now and then. Correct. You know. Correct. Risk. Uh, correct. Well, that's and, look, and the that's, same with any company, Vodafone included. You've got correct. there's got to be times when it just doesn't work out, and that's that's correct. life in this look, ever ever changing world. In my role in Vodafone, my message to the team, and I've learnt this from Jerry and, and Katie Page at Harvey's for many many years. Yeah. And they reminded me many many times while I was working there. Hmm. You you you're always going to make mistakes. Yep. Two things: don't make the same mistake twice. Yep. So you always learn your lessons. Yeah. Uh, and number two, you've got to make more uh, successes than failures, and you're okay. Yeah. But you're always going to make failures. You're always going to pick up products that, that don't work. You're always going to get into a technology that doesn't work. Yeah. I think the, you know, for me, the perfect example of a current double-edged sword opportunity is Internet of Things, mm. or machine to machine. Yeah. You know, for me, 
it's been bubbling away for years. It's been at CS now for ever five, six years at yeah, least. Yeah. And everyone talks about it. And everyone's wow, wow, wow. And there was a particular white goods brand that I met a few years ago, which I won't mention because just in case I embarrass them. <laughs> but they were very excited to tell me that you could put your clothes in the washing machine, put the detergent in, and then walk away and remotely turn it on. Yeah. And I said, that's great. But why would I just turn it on when I'm putting <laughs> the detergent put and clothes in? <laughs> and they went blank and just said, oh, well, well, but, 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 but. Now, for me, Internet of Things, and there's many examples where, I'm, where it's already emerging, home security, sure. et cetera, et cetera. But Internet of Things will explode commercially when an average customer, when my mother mm-hmm. goes, geez, that'd be handy. That's right. Well, it's, and, and I've had this conversation twice or three times on the television, 15 times on the radio this yep. week, where I've said you can open the fridge by tapping on it or you can wave your foot. Yep. And it's like, why? Yep. It's yeah? not saving. It's not it's going not to get actually, my mum. It's answering a question that wasn't asked. Correct. In many cases. Correct. But I, I get that because a lot of that is, frankly, these companies are investing huge money Absolutely. here. They need to ensure that something gets the headline. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, I totally understand now, that. Trevor, I would suspect that in the 60s, when someone said, well, you can pay for a television, <laughs> four times the price, but it'll give you colour. Yeah. Early on, there would have been people saying, well, why no, would I bother? And now, you know, it goes from there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. this is the key is, is uh, to be commercially successful in technology, as far as I'm concerned, you have to be ready to take a few punts, such as the 360 camera, yep. GPS, etc. But do it in a controlled way. So if it is a mistake, that's okay. You, you know, put that to, to history. But you need to be ready when, when the average consumer, when my mother, hmm. when my sister, yep. not you and I who go, oh, wow, wow, mate, wow, let's I do it. You. When the average consumer in Australia goes, that makes sense, that's oh, when you already have, need to be in it. You can't be starting then, you have to already yeah, be in yeah. it. So it's, and it's interesting that you talk about that from a retail perspective, because I talk about that from a, a consumer's perspective. I, I guess you, you'd say I'm up against journalists who <clears throat> love talking about technology as if it's the be, be all and end all. Yeah. But I always say to them, mate, I'm on the radio every week, and I talk to mums, dads, and grandparents who yep. couldn't give a rat's about that. They're still trying to, they're still thinking about getting an iPad. Correct. Right? They're, they're, yep. they're, we're, we're years ahead. I love yep. the fact that my home is years ahead of other people's homes. Yep. But I also know that, you know, it's, it's actually a bit flaky sometimes, some of the stuff that I do, and it's got a long way to go. Correct. It's a very interesting um, perspective on things. Before we go, just on Vodafone. Sure. Um, how good is a $5 a day roaming, by the way? I mean, well. you, you, I, I, I was. I went to New Zealand when they launched it, when Bill Morrow was the CEO. And it was an interesting one because it was perceived back then, it was a funny thing. I, I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't do a lot of uh, trips, junkets, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> but this was, the true, this was a true junket, right? Yes. We went to New Zealand, we went I think we charted the plane, didn't we? Yes. Everything. It was crazy, right? <laughs> but the whole purpose of it was we went clay shooting and we were Instagramming it. We were Facebooking and stuff. And here I am now at CS. This is my fifth CS. And I said to the boys downstairs, listen, you've got to remember... Five years ago, I brought three phones. Correct. One was my normal phone in case someone didn't get my message and ring the, ring the other number that I had because then yep. I had a travel SIM, which was an Estonian phone number, yep. so that radio stations could ring me on that directly, and I didn't pay for the call. But if they forgot, then I'd ring. Yep. And then I had another phone because if the battery went dead, I could use that because we didn't have a lot of battery chargers back Correct. then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we've got battery chargers out There's the charge wazoo. stations all around the show, yeah, etc. You can buy these little portable things for a dollar, yep. and I can keep my SIM card in. Yep. And, and for five bucks a day, I'm, up, I'm uploading Instagram photos, Twitter Facebook from everywhere on the show floor. I'm yep. periscoping. You're doing like yeah. I last night. It's, granted, it was one a.m. in the morning. I'm walking <laughs> through the casino, going, "You wouldn't believe how many people are here at one o'clock in the morning." You know, yep. periscoping. I'm yep. live broadcasting yep. via my mobile phone. Five bucks a day. 
via my own mobile network and I can ring my wife. I gave the we, 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 I gave a, a phone with a SIM card to one of the guys I brought with me and I said, I said ring your wife, mate. And he goes, how much is that going to cost? I went, it's, it's okay. It's yeah. part of the plan. Agree. And, and I said, she can ring you. Same thing, buddy. It's, I mean, it's just, I find it staggering yep. that the other guys just can't compete with that. Well. Obviously, it's because of the, the global scale of Vodafone. Yep. But it's a massive, unique selling point. But is it enough, I guess, in the overall scheme of things to keep that, that momentum going for Vodafone from what was the, the bad days moving upwards? Yeah, look, the bad days are uh, certainly, we're very conscious of those bad days and we have a lot of work to do yep. to convince customers to trust us, not just from a brand or whether we're going to, re- but trust us to be a complete, yep. reliable network. The $5 day roaming, for anyone that's travelled to Los Angeles, the Los Angeles airport, or LAX as it's known, mm. is not the most efficient airport in the world. And there's always lineups getting through customs and extensive lineups just for anything, particularly in LAX. Mm. And it's usually there when, when an A380 Qantas has landed oh, yeah. and you get off the plane and I'm in line, turn off my phone, downloading my emails, Facebook, reading the paper, etc. And you hear other conversations around like, Yes, oh, oh, you, you would love that. Don't turn your phone on. Oh, no, that'll cost a fortune. Yeah. And I was snaking through a line, a rather extensive line at LAX, <laughs> and there was two gentlemen there going, explaining to themselves how expensive it was on another telco provider <laughs> to, be, to currently turn their phone on and don't do it, wait till they get to Wi-Fi. And I'm there, and they reached out to me and said, oh, you know, are you Aussie? You're on the plane. Yeah. How come you're, you know, aren't you worried about the cost? Oh, no, well. Still, let me tell you a little story. So, you know, I'm the director of sales. I'm <laughs> yeah. doing my sales job wherever I'm around the world. But look, for us, we, we consider ourselves a, a truly global player. And it's important that we have points of difference. Yeah. I, and let me get the plug in. This year is going to be a massive You've seen nothing yet. Really? Our is going to get bigger and better. Very, very soon. The next few weeks, you'll see a, a rather large announcement. And then right through the year, it's going to get even bigger. Nothing but excitement there, mate. Well, I love this show. I love that someone like you has such uh, experience with the show. Yeah. Um, and still passionate about it. That's the great thing. Oh, Even look, though for it's, me, a, it's I'm, a hard work, it's a hard I'm slog. I'm passionate but about seeing new products. I, I, just, yeah, I love yeah. seeing what's coming out. But there's a difference between my passion and what I'm here to do for the job. Yeah. And the key is when it gets commercial, you need to be in it by then. Yeah. It's a f- fine line between too early, too late. Mm. And that's what I'm here for. Pretty good advice generally for people in, in retail and sales, mate. Absolutely. Thanks very much. No worries. Thank you. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. And thank you very much for listening this week. Uh, four episodes of Your Tech Life, four episodes of uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech and a bunch of other content. It's awesome to be at CES. I actually can't wait to come here for the 50th anniversary of CES in 2017. Um, great to talk to all the people we got on the show. Good to hear from... You know, Aussie companies, Aussie people doing distribution. It's good to hear from the organisers. A whole bunch of people we had on the show. Um, a huge thank you to Jeff Quattromani, who, who was on the first couple of days to help me understand what's out there on the show floor. He's still out there right now trawling the show floor for stories for EFTM, which is awesome. And uh, those stories will continue to go up over the days and weeks ahead. So keep checking out EFTM.com.au. Keep following us on Twitter at EFTM. Jump on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. We've got a massive year planned. Unbelievable. It's going to be huge, right? Trust me. Uh, I appreciate your support. I want to get you involved. Uh, so get engaged with us on uh, Twitter and Facebook so that we can be engaged with you. And we're on Instagram too. We're mucking around and we, we were able to claim the uh, the EFTM handle. So we're, we're just growing that. But Instagram, just follow at EFTM. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks to Garmin and Netgear for their support. Thank you to uh, Sony, Hisense, Alcatel One Touch, LG, um, Vodafone, $5 a day roaming, a whole bunch of companies that uh, got involved to help us make this coverage happen. 
Uh, thank you to Adam Phillips, my, my good mate, who came over at last minute to help um, cover cars. Uh, thank you to Rob Locke, who is uh, an absolute creative genius, who was here helping with the video content and, and pumping out some just brilliant stuff on uh, short-form, long-form video, and we'll do more of that in 2016. So thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll be back again next year here at CS. but you know what? We'll be back again very soon, live from Sydney on Your Tech Life. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.